You're listening to Stand Out Get Noticed, episode 265. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to Stand Out Get Noticed. I'm your host, Christina Cantors. I help professionals and business leaders to build powerful communication skills. You can learn more about our coaching and training programs at thecmethod.com. Today, we're exploring what is your tolerance for uncertainty? Mm, Uncertainty is a term being thrown around a lot at the moment, wouldn't you agree? For many of you, maybe at the moment your job is uncertain, your financial situation is uncertain, your health and safety is uncertain. But frankly, that's not the reason why I'm addressing this topic today because of the current situation. I'm addressing it because I've been going through a a period of uncertainty in my personal life. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll know that I share a lot of my personal experiences on this podcast and uh, what I've learned from them and what this means for you. And I have happened to learn a lot about my own tolerance for risk and uncertainty recently. So I wanted to share that with you today. In this episode, we'll be exploring what it means to develop tolerance for uncertainty, why it's important, and some simple steps you can take to start building your tolerance and comfort with uncertainty. Now, this episode is for you if you know you like to control the outcomes, if you see yourself as a bit of a control freak or a perfectionist, or let's say we relate it back to the work context. If you tend to feel very anxious and worried about new or high-pressure situations, such as delivering a presentation, going to networking or social events, maybe facilitating a meeting and so on, this episode's for you. Um, Also, as I sit down to record this, someone in one of the neighboring properties to me has decided they're going to start chainsawing a tree at nine o'clock in the morning. So if you hear any weird buzzing or chainsaw sounds in the background, that's what that is. Um, another, also also a pre-warning, the story I'm about to share with you, it may be confronting for some people. Um, as a heads up, it's about pregnancy and childbirth. If at any point you do find it brings up strong emotions for you and it's difficult for you to listen, then please switch off the podcast. You, don't, you do not need to keep listening. Please know that if you do need professional support, you can always contact Beyond Blue. They are an agency that helps people with mental health challenges. I'll pop the number in the show notes. Okay, you ready, Rockstar? Let's do it. I am currently 19 weeks into my first pregnancy. If you have experienced pregnancy before, you'll know that it is littered with uncertainty. I have to deal with not knowing how my body will respond. I don't know what I'll feel like eating today. I don't know if I'll be able to sleep tonight. I don't know if I'll develop a weird rash. And just last week, no, this isn't a, not a rash story. Um, I woke up at midnight with this deep pain in my abdomen and I had no idea what it was. I said to Aaron, this is my husband, I was, I was like, Aaron, I don't know what's wrong with me. There's something pain in my, my abdomen. And I was so worried I got him to drive me to the emergency. And I get there, I was doubled over in pain, couldn't move. And after a thorough checkup, the doctor says, it seems like you've got some indigestion. Here's a Mylanta and a Panadol. Go home. I was like, oh, great. I felt so I felt so silly. But these are the things that you deal with. There's so much uncertainty. You don't know what's happening to your body, especially when it's your first time. 
Now, recently, so in Victoria, Australia, where I live, we are presented with the opportunity to do genetic testing, right? Genetic testing at about 12, 15, 18 weeks. And Aaron and I have chosen to have this genetic testing done. And the goal of this is to alert you to any severe genetic conditions that the baby might be born with. Now, this often leads people to making a decision as to whether they want to continue with the pregnancy or not. So this is a very personal decision, of course, and everyone is different. And I have no judgment whatsoever around what other people, you know, have decided for them. It's a very, very personal judgment. For us, we wanted to know, right? We wanted to do this genetic testing and and understand if there was anything severely, um, you know, wrong in terms of the um, the development of our baby. Now, with this testing, you tend to expect a black and white answer. You tend to expect something, and especially because they tell you this test is 99% accurate, you know, telling you whether your baby is going to be born with this severe disability or this severe genetic condition that's going to really impact them in terms of how they um, function in the world and how they interact in the world. But the results that we got back were vague. They couldn't give us a yes or no answer. And what the tests, and we had multiple tests done and it went on and on and on. And with the continued test results that we got back, they continued to be very vague and the doctors couldn't tell us specifically what it would mean for our unborn child. Now, essentially what we've got out of it is that there is a chance that our baby could be born as a perfectly healthy, um, quote unquote, normal um, child with no issue whatsoever. Or it could range from that to the child having a mild learning difficulty to having a, I'm not going to say severe, but a very mild form of um, one of the genetic conditions they told us about. And they said, look, we're really sorry, but we've got very gray results for you here and you need to make a black and white decision. Do you continue with the pregnancy or do you not based on these test results? Now, this podcast is not about the decision that we've made. And, and so, and just FYI, we're deciding to continue with the pregnancy. That's been, that's been the decision and that's our personal choice. But the reason why I share this story is because we have decided to continue with the pregnancy knowing that there is a real uncertainty about what is the condition of our child. So how much are these, these anomalies in the DNA, that's what the test presented, um, there are anomalies in or abnormalities, I should say, in the DNA, right? Some of the cells had extra chromosomes but it could not affect the child at all or it could affect them a little bit or to a, a slightly stronger degree. But we don't know. So we're dealing with this inherent uncertainty. And this whole experience has taught me a lot because I've realized, I've realized how much tolerance I've actually built for uncertainty. Running your own business, i got to say, I've been running my, uh, my own business since 2015 and one of the most difficult things to deal with, and this is what I share with people when they ask me, you know, for advice when they're starting their own business, 
One of the most difficult things is dealing with the uncertainty of not knowing when your next paycheck comes in. You have, you do not know when you're next going to get paid, if you're going to sign up a client, if that client's going to uh, agree to um, pay you what you've proposed or if they're going to try and bargain, you know, negotiate with you. There is so much uncertainty with running your own business, especially in that financial side of it. And even now, you know, my income is up and down, up and down. But something that I've learned to deal with and just tolerate is that not knowing, not knowing that is, I've just learned how to deal with that. And for me, I know that that has built up my muscle, you know, my, my tolerance for uncertainty. And so when this happened, when this situation with the, the DNA testing uh, came up, I was able, and both Aaron and I were able to go, okay, we don't know what the outcome's going to be here. We don't know exactly and we can't control it, but we're okay with that. So we've accepted that whatever happens, it's out of our control and that's life, right? So much is out of our control. And I trust that we can handle it. And I trust in the doctors. I trust we're in good medical hands. And I trust that we're going to be okay with with whatever happens. So that's where we're at at the moment. And I've been very aware of that that has that in itself has made it much easier to deal with. But I've also realized that if you are a person with a very low tolerance of certainty, sorry, uncertainty, I've realized how difficult and anxiety-inducing this situation could be. And of course, this applies to any situation. When we, you know, relate it back to the theme of this podcast being communication and leadership in the workplace, there are so many uncertain situations that we face every single day. And this could lead to being a huge source of stress and anxiety if you have a low tolerance. But what I'm going to share with you and what I would love for you to take from this podcast is that you can learn to build your tolerance for uncertainty. And everyone is different. Everyone starts off with a different level of uncertainty. Maybe you've built yours over time, or maybe you recognize that you still do have a very low tolerance. And to help you establish this, here are some ways to determine if you, or some things to look out for um, if you have a low tolerance for uncertainty. So what do I mean by this firstly? So if you notice yourself worrying excessively, you may have a low tolerance for uncertainty. If you find yourself over planning and over preparing for everything, this could indicate a low tolerance for uncertainty. Um, I know a lot of my clients go through this when they're preparing for a speech or a presentation. They over plan, they over prepare, over prepare, over prepare because they want to be able to control the outcome because that's what it comes down to. I want to, I don't like this uncertainty, so I'm going to do everything that I can to make sure I can control what happens. Maybe you constantly seek reassurance from friends and family. If you find it difficult to make a decision by yourself, and confidently go, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. If you're constantly seeking reassurance or asking advice from other people, then that is also an indication that you may um, you may be trying to control that outcome. Another one is taking on tasks yourself instead of delegating to others. So let's think about this. If you can't deal with uncertainty, then handing over tasks to someone else is going to be very challenging for you. 
because you'll be thinking, oh, I can't control how they're going to perform this task, so I may as well just do it myself. So if you notice yourself ever thinking thinking or saying, I'm just going to do it because it may as well just get done properly, it'll just be quicker and easier if I just do it, that could be reflecting on reflective of your low tolerance for uncertainty. And another thing is perfectionism. So if you double check everything, if you spend way too much time on a task, if you think to yourself, oh, it's got to be perfect, then maybe you're focused a bit too much on controlling the outcome because, and you, and you, and you don't like the feeling of uncertainty. So have a think about that. Reflect on that. What are some behaviors do you think? What are some things you do on a daily basis that could be a result of your desire to control things and to not and to maybe not be able to deal as well with uncertainty as you could? And the reason why it's great to develop a tolerance for uncertainty, because if you don't, this can cause a lot of stress in your life. Think about the time you might spend worrying or stressing about a meeting or an event or a presentation or a conversation you need to have. That's not what that's not how we want to live our life in in worry and fear. Plus it's time consuming. I've had clients who say to me, "I spend I can't work for a whole week before a presentation because I'm just worrying about it so much." Or I'm such a perfectionist, I have to spend, you know, a whole hour just checking over an email. What it's such a it's such a, a time waster and it stops you from enjoying other things. So there's definitely some great reasons there to learn to develop your, um, your tolerance for uncertainty. Now, I'm not saying that we have to have everything out of our control and just, you know, go down to the casino and gamble our life savings on black and, and just go, whatever, I don't care. I'm just going to do something different all the time. I'm not saying you, telling you to do this. We do need a level of certainty in our lives. You know, this is why we order from the same cafe every day. I got my nails done yesterday. It was the best because all the nail salons are open now. I was like, yes, I can get a pedicure. And I got the same pastel orange color on my toes as I always get because I am certain I'm going to love it and it will look good on me. That's why I eat the same thing for breakfast every day. Because I know it's good. It has a level of certainty for me. And so a, having a, le- a certain level of certainty in our lives is totally fine. In fact, we need it. It's one of our, our basic needs. But too much of it can also hold us back. For example, there are, um, I mean, I could, I'm not going to go into this, but it's a whole other episode. It's why some people stay in bad relationships or toxic jobs because even though they're they're bad and, and not good for you, it's still certain. You know what to expect as opposed to the uncertainty of being single and not, not, not knowing what's going to happen or being unemployed and not knowing when you'll get your next job, right? So often people will, will um, stay in really difficult, harmful, toxic circumstances because it provides that level of certainty. Now, it's important to remember, this is one of these big ideas for this podcast, is that there will always be a level of uncertainty in your life. Always. We cannot control everything. And the sooner we can learn to let go of that desire to control, the better. But it's easier said than done. So in the next half of this podcast, I'm going to share with you some simple steps on how to develop your tolerance for 
uncertainty. Hi, Rockstar. If you love this podcast and you want help and support in implementing what you learn, then I invite you to join the C-Method Academy. The Academy is our monthly members-only training and accountability program to help you take your communication, public speaking, and leadership skills to the next level. You get access to in-depth masterclasses where we take the concepts from this podcast and we go deeper. We study them and we help you implement them. You get direct access to me through monthly webinars, plus you'll be part of a passionate community of like-minded people who are there to support you in your journey of accelerated growth. For more information, visit thecmethod.com slash join. That's thecmethod.com slash join. Okay, let's get back to the show. Okay, you ready to learn how to tolerate uncertainty a little bit more? I'll tell you what this is about. It's not about completely letting go, but it's about slowly becoming more comfortable with uncertainty. Just like when I'm coaching my clients who have a crippling fear of public speaking or speaking up for themselves, we don't try to eliminate the fear completely because it doesn't go away, but we work on building a better relationship with that fear and learning to be comfortable with feeling fear. So in much the same way, we're going to help you to be more comfortable with uncertainty. Step one, I've got three steps for you. Step one is to firstly notice and write down all the things that you do to make yourself feel more certain or to help you feel like you have more control. So what do you do to try to control things in your life? And what does this look like? Hmm. For example, this often shows up in terms of what we eat. So it could be maybe you're overeating certain foods or undereating. It could be what you drink, maybe over drinking and over consumption of alcohol. Because let's face it, when we drink alcohol, we know what it does to us. We know how it makes us feel. So that provides a level of certainty for us. It could be what you wear. Maybe you wear the same thing every day. It could be what you buy, perhaps over shopping. It could be excessive exercising. Look, pretty much doing anything to unhealthy levels of excess. If you notice yourself overdoing something, you this is this is an indicator. Maybe you need to stop and get curious about why am I overdoing this? Am I trying to control things? Am I doing this to compensate for other areas of my life that maybe I have less control over and there's less certainty? It could be things you say, it could be anxious behavior, um, it could be procrastinating, over-preparing for a presentation, not delegating or trusting others to do work, maybe over-researching and deliberating on a decision. It could be avoidance, maybe you're avoiding situations with a lot of uncertainty, maybe you're avoiding going for coffee or lunch with that person, maybe you're avoiding doing a present presentation or avoiding new opportunities. As I mentioned before, maybe you're in a toxic workplace, but you're avoiding finding a new job because of that uncertainty that it presents. You know what I did once? This was really interesting. When I started my business in 2015, my life was incredibly uncertain. I was brand new to business. I wasn't even living in one place. I was house sitting. I was moving around to a new place every three to six weeks. So I had, didn't even have a stable place to live. I didn't have stable income, didn't have a stable client base, nothing. And you know what I did? I started dating a guy 
who was the complete opposite of me. He had a stable job. He owned a house. He had a very um, strict schedule. So, you know, he had a, a routine. He would exercise on these days and we would meet up on certain days and go to and do cert, have certain dates on certain days. And what I found, and I didn't realize this at the time, but he provided me with structure to my life. He, 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 was the, he provided certainty for me. And that helped me to feel much more stable and secure during a, a time when I was incredibly uncertain and unstable in my business. And here's the interesting thing. The more stable my business became, so as time went on and I started to feel better about my business and I started to bring in clients and I started to make some money, the more stable my life became, the less attracted I became to him. Isn't that interesting? And I reached a point where I realized that this is what was happening. And I realized, oh my gosh, I'm dating this guy because he provides me with certainty. And now that I have certainty in my own life, I'm not really attracted to that certainty anymore. So I had to end the relationship because I, I was like, There's, that's, not a, I, that's not a good reason to be with someone purely because they provide stability. For me anyway, that was not a good enough reason. But it was really, really interesting to experience that. So often the behaviors that we um, do, we're not even conscious of it. We don't even realize that we're doing it for that certainty. So it's really, um, it's a really powerful exercise to reflect and, and think about these things. Okay, so step two. So step one is to look at behaviors that you might be, things you might be doing to make yourself feel more certain. Step two is to, once you're aware of that, um, I'm going to throw in a mindset one here because, you know, I love anything to do with mindset. It's the first place that I start. It's really important. I want you to write down some affirmations for yourself to help you to accept that things are uncertain. So, for example, you might write down an affirmation such as, things are uncertain, but I can handle it. I've never experienced this before, but I can handle it. This, um, the phrase, I can handle it, is beautiful. So just writing that down and going, I don't know what's going to happen, but I trust that I can handle it. I have no idea what's going to happen but I can handle it. Everything is out of control and I can handle it. Right. And you may not believe it at the start, but it's something that you can remind yourself over and over. Something else you can do is do a guided meditation. I've been listening recently to um, a fantastic podcast called Inner Guidance Daily. This is by Lauren Lee. She was featured on our podcast um, in episode 232. She's a meditation expert and teacher. She's also one of our C Method Academy members. She's just fabulous. And she has meditations on acceptance and choosing love and letting go of anxiety. So if this is something you struggle with, then I highly recommend you check out um, a podcast like Inner Guidance Daily and, and doing some of these guided meditations on it. All right, step three. So once you've got a, a practice in your life of maybe writing down some affirmations, reminding yourself that things are uncertain, but you can handle it. Step three is I want you to start small and I want you to do some, or carry out some small actions that you can 
um, that will help you to build your tolerance for uncertainty. So really small. So for example, why don't you try going to a new cafe for your morning coffee? Something else you could do is um, maybe watch a movie without Googling the reviews or watching the trailer. Ooh, we don't know what the movie's going to be about, right? Maybe just try try that. Or maybe you could let other people organize dinner plans. Mm-hmm. Maybe some, some of you are feeling anxious already. Oh, no, I can't do that. But if you're noticing yourself get anxious over that thought of letting other people organize something, then that's a sign that maybe you need to let that go. Have a go at delegating tasks to others and let them complete it without micromanaging them if that tends to be a habit for you. If you go for a walk, maybe walk a different route instead of being on autopilot or maybe make a small decision without asking for other people's advice. Ooh, maybe buy something from Amazon without reading the reviews. I'm guilty of that. I sort of go over the reviews, 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 reviews before I buy something, even if it's like a $20 product. It's like, why am I wasting all this time on reading reviews when it's a $20 product or a $10 product? Anyway, uh, so that's step three. So start small and then step, oh no, I have four steps. I said I had three. Bonus, bonus step for you. As you do these tasks, so as you do these new things, I invite you to start to notice how you feel. So what was the most challenging for you making that purchase without reading a review? Did you feel a resistance? Maybe letting other people organize dinner? Did you did you feel a resistance and how did it feel afterwards to let go? When you walked that new route around the block, when you went to that new coffee, uh, that new coffee place and you were walking after with your coffee, How did it feel to go, oh, just went to a new place? And reflect on, you know, write down, did anything happen? Uh, Sorry, did anything terrible happen? Did anything really bad happen as a result of you letting go of that control? So it's really important to reflect on this. And you may find that nothing really bad, nothing that bad really happened. And that you were okay. Maybe you felt anxious for a small amount of time and then maybe it went away. Maybe you had to work really hard at reminding yourself that it's okay. I don't have to control dinner. I don't have to have a say in everything that happens. I can let it go. It's fine. I can handle it. My friends and family, they can handle it. It's fine. (laughs) How did did it, did it, did you have to remind yourself? Anyway, the reflections are a really important part of it. And then once you've done that, you can move on to bigger actions as you get more comfortable. So I'm not asking you to do anything crazy here. Do what is at the edge of your comfort zone for you right now. And as you start to do that, you will become slowly, you'll become more and more comfortable with it. And then you will find you'll be able to tolerate higher levels of uncertainty for you know, bigger, bigger things in your life. So to recap in this podcast, by the way, if you've made it to the end, well done. Great job. It's a big topic we're tackling today. I've asked, I've asked you to, to go deep, to really think, think deeply about what goes on in your, in your mind. So I appreciate, I acknowledge you, I appreciate and acknowledge you for being open and willing to go there with me today. So to recap, There is inherent uncertainty in everything. 
And I love this quote from Benjamin Franklin who once said, in this world, nothing can be said to be certain except death and taxes. <laughs> I'd say that as I'm about to do my taxes right now. Um, so it's all about relaxing because everything is out of control. And the final thing I want to share with you is the only thing we really can, can control is how we think about something. We can control our thoughts, but we can't control anything external to us. Life events, other people's actions, other people's thoughts, the past, the future, as much as we would like to control it, we simply can't. So let's instead focus on how we think about things because ultimately that is how we think about things is then what leads us to feeling emotions around that thing and that's our entire experience of life because really life is really how you experience it, right? So I hope you enjoyed this episode, Rockstar. Show notes will be at thecmethod.com slash 265. Please share this episode with a friend or a colleague if you found that it uh, resonated with you and if you think they would also find it valuable. And finally, if this learn, if learning to explore your own mind and developing your own awareness is something you want to do more of and need support with, I invite you to join our members-only training and accountability program, The C-Method Academy. Go to thecmethod.com slash join for more information and to register. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with me today, Rockstar. Keep on being awesome and I'll talk to you next week. I'm Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed.